another Monday morning, another Sam and Kathy podcast. It's the podcast that comes out every Monday morning. Uh, it's yours truly, Sam Roberts from Sam Roberts Show and Kathy Kelly, who's also on Sam Roberts Show and a lot of WWE's programming. And we welcome you here. It's the companion show to Sam Roberts Show, which airs every night starting at 9 p.m. Eastern over on uh, OP Radio on Sirius XM, XM 103, Sirius 206. Welcome, Kathy. Hello. Hi. What's going on? Not much. Yeah? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because. What's tired? Tired. Tired. I'm tired. Tired of what? Sitting around? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, there are updates because people cared. Number one, as I'm sure that you have seen on my feet, I did get the shoes Oh yeah. that we were talking about. I didn't see them on your feet, but I did see them on Instagram. Yeah. But it wasn't. I Are had, they on your feet currently? Mm-hmm. Oh, not that observant. They look like your other shoes. No, they don't. <laughs> you have an untrained eye. You're 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 a plebeian, is what you are. You are a, you do not have good taste. You cannot see things visually. Okay. You don't have a great eye for this stuff. Yeah. Sneakers specifically. No, I. So, I didn't get any calls from lotteries I was in or anything like that. Couldn't find them in any store. Nobody that I knew. There were people who were quote-unquote helping me out. They didn't help me out at all. It's good you got that delivery fast, though. Yeah, I had to find it. So, I had to find it from a guy online and pay over retail. I still got I got a decent deal based on the fact that now Nike like they they put out ads for these shoes. Meaning it becomes a national campaign. Mm-hmm. It's going to drive demand up. Right? That's their goal. Right. Yeah. But there's not enough supply, even sort of. Well, I think they do that intentionally so that more people want it. What difference does it make if more people want it? If there's an overabundance of those shoes, then they aren't as exclusive. Right. But you're looking for a comfortable medium where some people might be able to find them in a store. I don't know. You know what I mean? That that would be – it's not either – either we're going to tell you about them and you can't get them unless you buy them on the internet – or there's just going to be millions of them everywhere. Like there's probably somewhere in the math a number that you could come up with. They decided not to do it this time. Um, and like people were getting excited because they were like if you went to the uh, retail map, you could see like all the shoe stores were getting them. Mm-hmm. But then you would call the shoe store and they're like, yeah, we're getting three pairs. <laughs> like nobody, They were all getting them, but it was all like the thinnest shipments ever. So I ended up going on on It'd eBay. Be like the wrong sizes too. Yeah. So I go on eBay and found them, you know, all over the place. And I got a deal because if you like message these guys on eBay, they'll usually sell it to you cheaper, so they don't have to pay eBay fees. Oh. So I was able to get a deal there. Smart. And already, already in the days that it's been since I I ended up at first I was just pouting about it. I didn't order them till like Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> Jess was like, just buy the shoes. Make yourself happy. Just buy them. And I was like, I don't want them. I don't want to buy them. I Your just, happiness is worth $300. Yeah, 300 bucks or whatever it was. I didn't want to – it wasn't even – it was just – I was the whole process had upset me. Yeah. And I was like – but then I decided, okay, let me just do it. And especially since I could find the deal on them or whatever because now, like, they're already – the prices are already going up on them on eBay because I think everybody's realizing, like, oh – I thought there would be a second shipment. I thought there would be more. And it's maybe other people pout longer. That's it too. That's it. 
So I don't know. I don't know. But I did that. And then remember I was telling you, like, I really didn't, I didn't want to do anything on my birthday at Mm -hmm. all. And remember I was telling you that uh, Jess had something planned for me? Yeah. Did you know what it was? I didn't before, but the second that you shouted, we went to see, uh, what was it? Les Mis. Les Mis. Les Mis. I was about to say Phantom of the Opera, but it was not Phantom of the Opera. No way. Les Mis. Phantom of the Opera sucks. I know. You were like, she was a crying girl. It was so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were being like, people died in that. You're like, it was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. It was great. We went to see Les Mis. (laughs) Les Mis is a great musical. It's awesome, yeah. It's probably the best one of all time. Really? I think so. I think so. A lot of musicals suck. Yeah. Adrian likes Grease. <laughs> he loves yeah. Grease. That's not, no, I know you like it, but it's not oh, as good. Oh, that's such a cool one. It's not as good as Les Mis. Apparently, there's a theory. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There's no, it isn't. There's a theory circulating around the internet that Sandy dies at the very beginning of Grease. I saw that. I saw that. That what. <laughs> You want to save it until you can sit around and talk about it? On the radio. And and all of this is just her uh, imagination or dream. It's a coma dream is what it is. Because apparently this is what – She drowns in the Danny Zuko montage at the beginning when they're on the beach and he almost saved her. Right. Right. And then she's in a coma and she remembers the guy who almost saved her. And she she just dreams this whole Rydell High dream, which makes sense because, because of the floating car at the end. Well, it's a lot more than the floating car, I think. Like the whole beauty school dropout scene is a fucking trip. Uh, I never really got why Sandy was there in the first place, or how she ended up at, like with the fucking pink ladies of all people. How'd she get so popular? And 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 there there are many many scenes. The grease lightning scene. Yeah. Where everything's like spinning around and stuff. There's How does everyone know these elaborate dance sequences? Yes, yes, yes. When you realize that like, oh, because the idea is that you're supposed to look at it and think it's not a literal interpretation. It's a musical, which means, you know, they're not really singing and dancing, but they want to get the emotions and the thought process. And this is coming out through this song and dance. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Sandy was in a coma. And they really were singing and dancing the entire time. Yeah. But then I also uh, saw online, because I read into this Good. a lot. Good. Um, in Greece 2, Sandy calls Frenchie. Yeah, but guess what? Greece 2 didn't exist when Greece 1 was created. Like, Greece 2 is not a real extent. Like, Greece 2 is just a money making opportunity. Greece 2 has nothing to do with the lore of Greece 1. Greece, the, 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 it's like, you know, how Star Wars has a universe. Greece 2 was just made up. Like, there, there is nothing, nothing. To me, that theory holds no water. Because I saw people that decided to say, well, Greece 2 proves this, blah, blah, blah. No way. No way. The Greece 2 was one of those sequels that they were like, oh, it's a money-making opportunity. So they decided that they could change up anything they wanted to. About the original. Yeah. They could change. They, they could just Except decide. they just had Rydell High still. No, but I'm saying that they could change the whole, like, meaning of the movie. Oh. So that it fit a sequel a little better. Like, you know, like, when you watch the first Saw, it's mind-blowing. But by Saw 6 and Saw 7, they've kind of reinvented a lot. It's still disgusting. What? Saw movies, it's one of the greatest sep- trilogy. I mean, those those movies terrify me. 
any any movie where you're gonna actually like there's no sci-fi element where you're just like cutting oh, yeah, people's yeah, yeah. Achilles no, tendons or something like that's terrifying to me. It's based on a true story. It happens in real life, Kathy. Ew. Don't you live alone, right? That's not a good decision. I'm not saying that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your address? <laughs> Adrian, you're a big Grease fan. Yeah. The biggest. One of the. Right. Does, first of all, Grease 2, even if you don't believe the theory, Grease 2. I don't 2, even know why you're bringing it up to me. Right. Grease 2 does not prove that that theory is wrong. Because no. you know what I'm saying? That Grease 2 doesn't compliment, doesn't do anything. Like, Grease 2 doesn't exist. I think I've seen about 11 minutes of Grease 2. We're going to bowl tonight. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grease 2 doesn't exist. Sam knows every. Yeah, it's, that's one of your incredible talents is your memory for scenes and lines and songs from movies, like every single movie you've ever seen. Yeah, I watch a lot of movies. I love movies. Yeah, but you register everything and you keep it there yeah. like forever. Well, it should. Because movies have a lot of great lessons in them. Remember I was telling you about Count of Monte Cristo? Mm -hmm. You know, Kevin Undergaro still called like he called me literally last week. And there was a character in the movie, and he wanted to know. He was like, hey, I was just thinking about this. You know this character? I was like, yeah. He was like, so who is that? Because he's trying to figure out in my real life who is that character. Mm -hmm. And I had an answer for him. He was like, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's where he and I get along. We, we, we invest ourselves in these movies as if they're real life. I was watching, when I was watching Les Mis, I was like thinking about, okay, like figuring out what the takeaways were. And it doesn't necessarily apply to my life, yeah. Les Mis, because the story of Les Mis is a guy, I mean, basically, Les Mis is a guy who, he was in jail, mm -hmm. he shouldn't have been in jail, mm -hmm. he got out of jail, mm -hmm. then, but because he was on parole, he never got what he deserved, like he was treated like he was basically still a criminal. Yeah. I know, that's Jean Valjean I'm talking about. And so he That's had, my favorite part of that, by the way. What? His name? Jean Valjean? Jean Valjean. <laughs> yeah, prisoner 24601. And so he had to rip up his, his card and change his identity. So technically what he did was wrong, but at first when he got out, he was just about fucking hustling and stealing and taking advantage of people. But he meets this priest, and he steals the priest's stuff from him, like his cutlery, his, his, his silverware. Because that's back in those days, that stuff was very expensive. Mm -hmm. So he takes all the dishes and shit, and he puts them in a sack, and he runs out. And the cops get him. And you know what the priest does? He I goes, this man. No, no, no. Even better. He goes, police, you have it wrong. I gave him that stuff. But, sir, you forgot the best stuff. And he gives him the candlesticks. And he goes, why would you leave without taking all the gifts? And Jean Valjean is just like, huh? Huh? And then he goes, he goes... How can I live this life like this? We must start anew. And that's what he does. He starts a new life with that spirit that that man has put in him. It's like Burning Man. No, it's not like Burning Man at all. The giving. No, no it's not like that the, at all. The spirit of giving. No, it's not like that. It's not like, oh, we just give and we just give. No. Adrian doesn't get it. No. He <laughs> gave him the candlesticks in order to show him the compassion and the humanity of man so that he may take that journey he may take that with him on his journey he was able to create the man mm -hmm. who would not only go on to raise poor cassette's daughter but even when he had javert 
the the the, the <laughs> officer who whipped him mercilessly while he was a prisoner and a slave, uh-huh. even when he had him in his grips after decades of Javert chasing Jean Valjean, he let him go because Jean Valjean learned the lessons of being a good man from that priest. And so maybe the takeaway from that is, okay, when one person, because the world is pushing Jean Valjean to be 24601, prisoner 24601. Mm -hmm. That's what the world is pushing him to do. The world is pushing him to steal if he has to. We don't want you over here. We don't want you over there. Run from the cops. Spit in their face. Get violent if you have to. Because he did. He's a strong man. That's what the world is pushing 24601 to do. But this one priest, this one man, reminded 24601 who Jean Valjean was. Yeah. And Jean Valjean was realized that he needed to take from him what he was giving him. So the takeaway becomes even when everybody is pushing you, to do something that sometimes it's that one man that teaches you how to do what you think is right and that's the guy that you have to follow and instead of following the way the world is pushing you do what you can to change the world in the image of that guy the priest in the case of Valjean seriously bullied because of the song on my own that's a great song how could you get bullied for that song uh, cause we had a, were you so- saying that about boys? No, sophomore <laughs> year of high school, we had a project to bring in, it was an English class and the English teacher said, bring in a song that you think the lyrics are poetry. Mm-hmm. And so everyone brought in, like, I didn't realize that we were going to have to share them in front of the class and he would play the songs. Uh. And so everyone brought in like cool, like Justin Timberlake, Pharrell, whatever. And then I brought in that and he found the like Broadway no. uncomfortable version and played that for everyone. I was laughed out of the school. And Adrian, on my own, is a song uh, that Eponine sings about uh, she's in love with a boy, mm-hmm. but the boy loves Cassette. And she's best friends with him and she'll do anything for him and she does anything for him. Uh-huh. And he allows her to, but at the end of the day, he just uses her to get not- a cassette. Yeah, and says, I need you to help me go to cassette. And you know what she does? She helps him. Yeah. I, what a sap. I went up to well, my teacher before he played it, and I said, please don't play this. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, it's po- like yours is the best song, Kathy. Yeah, no, 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 this works. <laughs> he was so happy that I brought that in, and I got laughed out of the class. Because you were correct. Yes. You were right. But the students didn't agree. No. What year were you? Sophomore year. Oh, uh, that's what we were just talking about that on the air uh, this week. When we had Chris, the teacher, on the phone that said seniors will be like, you know, will kind of get it a little bit. And even when something yeah. bad, but sophomores are the worst oh, to fuck up in front worst. of. Yeah. That was, yeah. Like that ruined Les Mis so for me. Weird. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. But there's always a takeaway from these good movies, Adrian. That's why you got to pay attention to what's going Place. on. Place. Huh? Place. Place? You Place. said it's a movie. Place. Oh. P-L-A-Y. I saw the movie first. Oh, okay. Movie's great. <laughs> I tell you what blew me away about the musical Javert could sing. In the movie, <laughs> Russell, Clo- Russell Crowe plays Javert. 
Not a strong singer. No. You've, you've told me that before. Not a yeah. strong singer. I like watching it, though, because it makes me think that I could be in Les Mis. <laughs> you could. Because I go, where are you going, Jean Valjean? <laughs> like, you could be the priest. <laughs> like that, what I just did, you could be the priest. is no worse than what Russell Crowe did. I could be Javert. I would have to cut my hair, though, because he's, you know, he's a very buttoned-up professional guy. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing. And this is, again, it goes along with the lesson. Javert is an officer of the law. So he thinks what he's doing is right in the eye of God. And he realizes at the very end, well, at the end of Javert, he realizes that what was right in the eye of the law was what Jean Valjean was doing when he was running from him. And Javert realizes that, like, this whole time, because he was doing what the world told him to do, chase the criminal, chase the criminal, chase the criminal, and then Javert finds out that, like, maybe it's not always so cut and dry. Maybe it's not always by the book. You go take, I gotta go take care of something? Did you learn something, though? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I learned something. I bet he did. I hope he did. Remember what Javert did? Adrian, he kills himself in the end. <laughs> just so you know. Is that what you're asking me to do? I'm just saying to learn from that or be doomed to repeat. Oh, okay. So, you know, I used to... Uh, uh, do you think he learned anything? He didn't, he didn't no. pick up on any of it. He didn't pick up on any re- of it. retain anything. No. I would always see... Other than that Russell Crowe was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, fucking gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when I was in school for projects like that, uh, I would always... I would never take them seriously. Not because I didn't have the emotional maturity to do it, but because I refused to put myself in a vulnerable position. Well, I learned a lesson from that. You did. That was your that lesson. Was the takeaway from... Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what the uh, teacher intended, but that was my takeaway from yeah. that day. Yeah. Yeah. I would always just try to see if I could figure out uh, how to mix in wrestling. Like if a teacher said you got to bring a song that's poetry, abs- I promise you. Bring you someone's entrance music. Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> I got the looks that drives the girls wild. <laughs> like, it, that's the first thing that popped in my mind. When you were like, the teacher said, bring in a song that's poetry. I was like, I guess Sexy Boy. I guess that would be the one I would choose. Yeah. The one time when college, I might have told this story before. I don't remember. But in college, I got so upset because I was in film school before I thought I was, before I knew I was going to do radio. And... There were, uh, like, I actually took a couple of assignments seriously and responded to them in the way you're supposed to respond to them. And I don't think I've ever been so mad at a teacher because I actually did the work. This teacher goes, what we're going to learn, and it's a filmmaking technique, is about, I don't even remember what the scenes are called, but the scene that comes right before the title credits kick in. And how it sets up for the film. Like, you know how sometimes they'll have a scene oh, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. kind of just sets the mood and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so everybody... I mean, they do that in TV shows as well. Sure, totally. All the time. So everybody brings in their examples and stuff. And there's this great Japanese movie. There was this, like, in uh, 2000... In the early 2000s, Japanese kind of fantasy horror was, like, as good a genre as any genre. I mean, they had the best horror f- yeah, they had, I mean, everything... The U.S. ripped off tons of them. Would they, yeah, everything in the U.S. became remakes for a while. They had uh, The Ring, they had uh, yeah. The two sis- Tale of Two Sisters. But um, at that time, I was obsessed, there was a couple of movies I was obsessed with. One was Battle Royale, which 
is what Hunger Games should have been. If anybody hasn't seen Battle, it's it's. I almost the, watched that the other night. It's so good, dude. Why would you not watch it? I it's, ended up just going to bed. It's so good. It's all subtitles, but Narcos is all subtitles, and Narcos is awesome. Battle Royale is amazing. Sequel, not so much, but the first Battle Royale is so good. It's Hunger Games, except it sets it's it's Japanese kids, and it takes place in reality. Like it's not this sort of fantasy world. It's. Uh, Japan has problems because all their kids have terrible discipline, right? Okay. And so the parents all agree. And you see, and it sets up a little, like one of the kids stabs the teacher in his ass. Whoa. In what? school. With a knife. Stabs him in the ass with a knife. It goes, ha, 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 ha. And runs away. Exactly. It's a gag. Yeah. Um, and, and then they make the kids fight to the death? Well, what they do is they take them all on a bus. Like it's a field trip. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then they, these guys come on the bus with gas masks on, and the gas goes over everybody, and everybody passes out. And then they wake up in a classroom on this island, and then they find out that they're in this new government program called Battle Royale. And everybody gets collars that are they're already on their necks. They put them on when they were passed out. Yeah. But they're stuck to them. And if you pull the collar off, your head blows up. Oh. And the teacher who got stabbed in the ass, he's got a remote that can... Hit any collar to blow up their heads. Oh, like the wow. collar just blows up. It's yeah. not anything. And uh, this sounds like Japanese propaganda to make kids like not be stab people in the ass. <laughs> I'm all for it then. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why the kids are so respectful over there. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want their heads to blow up. And um, they give out uh, like a duffel bag to each kid. Like they just read them name by name. They go, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And then you go, and they just throw you a duffel bag, and you go off into the jungle. It's on an island. And uh, the deal is one person has to survive this thing. And if there are two people or more left at the end of three days, they just blow them all up. So you have to do it. With they, do they, like, with the collars. Oh. So, oh, you mean what are they killing them with? I mean, no, no, I mean what would they blow them up with? Collars. Everybody leaves their collars on oh, their heads. Like, it's like the Wild Wild West collars. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. In the <laughs> duffel bags. Maybe that's Wild where Wild Will Smith West. got the idea. I bet. Jim West. In the duffel bags. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Rough Rider. No, you don't want See nada. See what I mean? Like, Anna, just like that. Like, right <laughs> off the cuff. So in the duffel bags are one weapon. Like, there's, a, there's some water. There's that. And everybody gets one weapon. And some of them are awesome. Like, you get a crossbow. You get a knife. Somebody's got, like, a gun, like a, like a semi-automatic gun. And then other people have, like, a fan, like a Japanese, like, schoolgirl fan or a frying pan or whatever. Like, some of them are awful. And that movie's awesome. So that movie. And then the other movie I was obsessed with is called Suicide Club, where it's, like, this movie about – and it's what it's really about is, like, the kind of group thing. Joker and Harley Quinn. You're thinking of Suicide Squad. Squad. Oh. Oh, yes. Is yeah. that not a sequel? Uh, it's not a sequel, and it's not good. But, <laughs> but uh, Suicide Club is like basically suicide becomes like super trendy for Japanese kids, oh. and so they just kill themselves, and like they have to figure out like why this is happening and how to stop it. And it's a commentary on on kind of trends and groupthink and all that stuff. Yeah. So the teacher says, "Bring a movie." that has one of those great opening scenes that sets you up for what the rest of the movie is going to be. And the in Suicide Club, before the credits roll, 
the opening scene is a whole bunch of Japanese schoolgirls go into a subway station. And then single file does like, like probably three dozen of them, if my mind, my memory serves me. Three dozen of them line up at the edge of the subway platform and they're all holding hands. And the subway's coming and they go, one, two, three. And they all, as soon as the subway's coming, all of them just jump onto the track. And the subway just comes and hits all of them. And like this almost cartoonish tidal wave of blood comes over. And then it goes, Suicide Club. Wow. And I'm like, you know, regardless of if you think it's gross. That catches your attention. I said, perfect. This lets you know. Like, Adrian, Mm -hmm. you see that scene. And if that's not to your liking, are you going to watch that no. movie? No, no, no. I, I, but seeing that scene, I would probably watch because I'd have to see what, what the yeah. fuck's going on here. I would like to see. Do you think you'd watch that movie based on that scene, Kathy? I would watch it based on your recommendation. Yeah. I don't like scary movies. It's gore. It's not scary. It's not like scary. It's not like there's a monster making them kill themselves. It's just a bunch of kids who want to kill I themselves. I do want to watch Battle Royale. Battle Royale is amazing. Yeah. You'll like that. And it's a love story. Oh. There's like a little love story in there. A little, like, Between these... Katniss and Peta? No, but you need to see little Japanese kids. But, oh. <laughs> but, but, and by the way, like, that's why I hated, uh, uh, what's it called? Hunger Games. Because it was not Battle Royale. It was oh. much worse. Good books. But, whatever. Books. Never heard of a You good... read them? Yeah. Yeah, they're great. No bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Deathly Hollows on my finger from Harry I saw, Potter. I saw, I saw your snap. I thought it was like a fucking Illuminati sign that you put up when I, that's when what I people, saw it. Yeah, there are people that... I was like, oh, you're in, huh? It's devil symbol. That's what it looks like. It's not. Well, I don't know. Um, But I played it for the class, and the teacher was like, that's horrible. I don't know why you would bring that in here. And I was like, it completely fulfills the assignment. I was like, that sets up. That lets you know exactly. That's the best example that anyone in the class will ever bring you. But because he didn't like that it was, like, gross and bloody and, like, kitschy or whatever, he was like, that sucked. And it then and then I was like, you know what? I started trying. I made a mistake. I got to go back to not trying anymore. Yeah. Because you are then your feelings get hurt, or you get made fun of, or both. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Kathy, you got places to be. Appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back on Sam Roberts show like we are every night. You follow Kathy. 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 My homie Kathy over new here. Nickname. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Kelly on, on Twitter, <laughs> Kathy Kelly on Instagram. Uh, we're on Sirius 206 XM 103 every night at 9. And, uh, yeah, see you. And I'm not Sam everywhere. See you next week for another Sam and Kathy.